nothing like the presence of the Lord. Amen. Let's just bow our heads. If you have a need tonight, you want to make it known to Him. Father, Lord, you know the needs in our heart and our life, Father. Lord, you know the hands were lifted up, Father. We just ask that you would come and you would take control. You would speak to our hearts. That you would move, Father. We've already felt you in our worship, Lord. And we just know tonight's a night of victory. And Lord, we just ask that victory would fall among us, Lord. And the prison doors would be just busted wide open. And every heart can walk out free. We love you now and we appreciate you. We thank you for all these things, all your goodness, all your mercy and grace. We love you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You'll be turning to Joel chapter 2. Amen. Also Revelation 6. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And uh, by the sounds of it, we come to have church. Amen. We have some visitors here tonight. We want to make welcome Brother Josh Goff and his family that drove up from Texas. He's a pastor there in Woodville. And uh, Brother Craig was just down there this weekend uh, ministering for them. And amen. He wanted to come up here and be a part of the service tonight. We thank you for coming. God bless you. And we pray the Lord to bless your assembly there and give you much fruit for his labor. Amen. Amen. Also, we have Brother Paul Burgess and his whole family here today. And Amen. We, we love Brother Paul and his family. and They mean a lot to us. They've helped us a lot here in our own church, and we're thankful for them. And if there's any other guests here tonight, God bless you. Amen. Amen. I, I'm a little bit nervous right now. I, I, about an hour before church, something began to well up in me, and I pushed it down. And, but uh, anyway, um, so in between the start of the song service and now, we got a sermon. So just be praying for me. But I'd like to speak to you on the sound of freedom. The sound of freedom. Joel chapter 2 and verse 23. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month, and the floors shall be full of wheat. Amen. Hallelujah. Shut up, devil. The floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, and the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which shall sit among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall Never be ashamed. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never, can you say that with me? Never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Also, Revelation 6 and verse 3, it says, When he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and powers was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and they that, should kill one another, that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. 
And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny, and see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Amen. You know, I was just reading earlier today a few quotes, Brother Brown was speaking on noise and the sound or the noise that is made when Jesus comes by. He says, you don't make noise to get Jesus to come, but when Jesus comes, then noise comes. Amen. You know, I, 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 I think about the times in my life where where God would come on the scene and come and move, amen, something happens in my heart, I, I can't help it, it's, uh, maybe I, I, I may not react exactly the same way you may react or whatever, but when Jesus comes and I see him working inside of my life and, or in my, in my life or in a situation in my life, I can't help but react to him and, and, to, and to express that love and appreciation for what he's done, amen. And, and, I, you know, and I believe that's the way we do when we come to the house of God. It's, it's, actually, it's actually when Jesus, we feel the presence of God begin to move among us. It's a natural reaction as a saint of God to respond back to him. Amen. Either it's an amen, hallelujah, glory to God, whatever it may be. There's something within us, amen, that causes us to respond. Amen. We can't help it. It's just inside of us. Amen. It's a deep that calls us into the deep. There has to be a deep to respond. Amen. There's, there's an amen. I don't come. I come already with a noise made on the inside of me. Amen. There's something moving. There's something that's happening. There's something that's going on in my life. And I can't help but I can't be quiet about it. Amen. When I see God moving in our church, I see God healing the sick. I see God raising the dead. I see God moving and doing miracles and signs and wonders. I see God bringing back our children that have been lost and out there. Something with inside of me responds back and a hallelujah and a praise God. Amen. When I see God and when it come on the scene, when devils are trying to come in this atmosphere or these last days that we're living in, amen, and devils are trying to stream and, and push in with everything they got and trying to gather all their forces of fear. But then I see the love of Almighty God fall among us and demons cast out and move. I can't help. Something on the inside of me has to respond. Amen. You know, I think about blind Bartimaeus as he sat there on the way and he sat there in his, in his, in his blindness in his darkness and he sat there in that moment but the prophet of God said all of a sudden he began to hear a lot of noise he said, it's always when Jesus comes, there's a lot of noise. Amen. There's a lot of things that are happening. He said, there was a lot of noise, even noise of bickering and fighting and calling him false prophets. But there's also a lot of noise going on of his worshipers that were saying, Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Amen. And something began to stir on in, in blind Bartimaeus. Now, he could have sat there quiet. He could have just sat there and let it all go by. But he knew this was his opportunity. He knew this was his moment. And he began to push and begin to say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. I believe when Jesus comes in our midst, if he would have somebody that would recognize his presence and would begin to respond to him, he would turn to you just as he did blind Bartimaeus. Amen. When it happens and something begins to go on, you can't help but give a shout or, hey, Jesus, I'm right here. Come by my way. Touch my heart. Meet my need. Come and speak to my life. Change me, oh God. I don't want to leave this service the same. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I know we, we, get, we have critics of things and of our worship and critics of our amens and critics of this. But critics are going to be who they are, critics. But, the, but as we read, God's people shall never be ashamed. Therefore, you don't have to be ashamed of your worship. You don't have to be ashamed of your praise. You don't have to be ashamed of your glory because his word is said his floor is going to be full of wheat. There's going to be a plenty of harvest. There's going to be healings. There's going to be deliverances. There's going to be all kinds of things happening because his word is said it. So I'm going to respond to his word and say, be it unto me according to thy word. Amen. You know, and the noise, you know, high priest, when he would walk into the Holy of Holies, Brother Random said that they would put bells around him. The Bible talks about it. They'd put bells around him. He said, why? He said, because there had to be noise. He said, if there wasn't noise, he said, then they would think he was dead. And he said, that's what sounds like is a lot wrong with a lot of our churches. He said, there's no noise there. There's no jingling going on. There's nothing happening. He said, see, it might be that the Spirit of God has left the place. He said, there's deadness there. Amen. Listen, it ain't about shouting to get Jesus, but when Jesus comes, shout. It ain't about hollering to get Jesus, but when Jesus comes, respond to him. Amen. You know, as we read here about the oil and the wine, you read about it in the third seal. He said, the oil typifies the Holy Spirit. The wine symbolizes stimulation of revelation. He said, boy, I like to rent all over the place when I read. I realized that. He said, stimulation of revelation. It's a wonder I didn't wake up the neighborhood when the Lord showed me that. That sounded like it must have been a lot of noise. Amen. He said, I wonder if I did, why I didn't wake up the neighborhood when the Lord showed me that stimulation of revelation. All in wine in the Bible is associated together always. He said, I got the concordance and looked, and there in the string of them like that where wine and oil goes together all the time. He said, when the truth of the promised word of God has been truly revealed to his saints that's filled with oil, they will get stimulated. Wine is a stimulation. He said, I feel it right now. It, wine is stimulated with joy and shouts. Hallelujah. How many knows the word has been brought back to its full power? To its full glory, amen. To its full potentials where, where he said by his stripes you can be healed or he said you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is here right now. And when you get a revelation of that, you, you begin to get stimulated. And you get stimulated enough to your, receive your healing. You get stimulated enough to receive the Holy Ghost. You get stimulated enough to say, God, you're here right now. Amen. He said, I feel it right now. When it does, it has the same effect upon the, on you, he says, on, on them that the wine does on a natural man. He said, because when the revelation has been given of the truth of God, the true believer filled with oil, the revelation is revealed, and the stimulation becomes so great that it makes him behave himself unnormally. In other words, it makes you get off the normal list. <laughs> Amen, I'm not a normal person. Amen, I'm in Laodicea, but I'm not a normal person in Laodicea. Hallelujah. I'm not a normal go-to-church person. 
I'm not a normal raise my hands kind of person. I'm not a normal just sit on a padded pew kind of person. I have been stimulated by the revelation that I now see my name on the book of life. Amen. And when you have saw your name written there, there ain't enough devils that can hold enough duct tape over your mouth to keep you from rejoicing and glorifying God because it makes you act unnormally. Now, we have seen the manifestations of devils on people in the last few months. Amen. Just got a text from Brother uh, Nathan Bryant. Seen it, he, seen it, he seen it up there in BYC camp. What is it? The devils is coming upon people, and they're opening it up, and it makes them act unnormally. Come on, somebody. Amen. You can see them walking the streets. They're not normal people. They got all kind of holes in their ears and paint all over them and uh, tattoos and all kinds of stuff. That's not a normal person. That is a demonic expression. Amen. Amen. And if the devil can make someone look like that and act like that and act unnormally, what can the Holy Ghost do on somebody? Amen. When they get stimulated by the revelation of I ain't that kind of person. I don't never belong to the devil. He took me down to his pawn shop and had me locked in. But he came and paid the price for my redemption, for my glory, and for my honor, and set me on his right hand and overcome her. Amen. It'll make you do things you never thought you could do. Maybe that's what's the matter with them now. He says, that's right. It makes you behave yourself unseemly. Amen. He said, if you want a scripture for that, start reading Acts 2. What did they have? They had a promise that had been given them. When all the promise of the Holy Spirit was poured out on them, it was scripturally vindicated. What if they said, now wait. He told us to wait here for our ministry. And after eight days, I said, I'll tell you, boys, Matthew, one of them said, I believe we got it already. Don't think so. See, we got it already. Why are we waiting on our ministry? We ought to just go out and start preaching. He told us, but he told us to come here and wait. And this eight days we've been here. Well, let's just wait another one. Let's just wait another. Nine days come. Let's wait another one. He said, I can see Simon. Had to, you know, one had the keys. He said, now wait a minute, boys. The scripture's got to something to say about this. He never told us how many days to wait. He said, stay there until. Hallelujah. Stay there until. You stay there until Joel's prophecy comes to pass. Until Isaiah's prophecy is vindicated. For with stammering lips and with other tongues, will I speak to this people. This is the refreshment that we're looking for. This is the wine that's to be poured out. What is wine in the Bible? It's a refreshment. How many wants to be refreshed tonight? It's a refreshment that comes from the presence of the Lord. You see, wine represents stimulation and revelation. And when the Holy Ghost fell, they seen the fire of God fall upon them, and it began to stimulate them. And the first thing you know, they got so stimulated till people actually thought they were drunk. But they were stimulated by revelation. Hallelujah. It wasn't just a bunch of normal people sitting in an upper room. There was a bunch of Holy Ghost filled people. Hallelujah. We don't want just normal people. We want Holy Ghost filled people. We want lives that are changed. We don't want just normal teenagers. We want Holy Ghost filled teenagers. 
We don't want just normal dads and normal moms. We want Holy Ghost-filled moms and dads. We don't want just normal grandparents. We want Holy Ghost-filled grandparents. I don't want to stand for a normal service. This does not have to be a normal Wednesday night. And I'm here to tell you it's not a normal Wednesday night. But the angel of God has been here stirring the waters. This is a Wednesday night for people to get drunk. This is a Wednesday night for people to be changed. This is a Wednesday night for people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. This is a Wednesday night for the sickness to flee, devils to flee, torment spirits to run out of the building. That's the kind of Wednesday night this is. This is not a normal service. But you've been called here for this moment. And God has lined this building up with angels of fire and chairs of fire. And he's here to pour his spirit out upon all flesh. Hallelujah. God's vindicated revelation has been made plain to them, and they was happy about it. Woo! Amen. I'm beginning to feel a little happy myself. Mercy. Be like Brother Joe, pass me into the bottle. Amen. God promised it, and here it was to be revealed to them. Some of you have been waiting on healing for a long time. God's promised it, but you just came to a service that ain't normal. Amen. Because you've been under expectation. I'm going to receive something from God. Listen, song services don't just happen because a certain song is sung. Song services, like we just had a while ago, happens because people are under expectation. They're expecting this is God's going to do something. I wonder how many had that thought when you came to church tonight. God's going to do something for me. God's going to do something in this service. I believe it. Did you have that in your heart? Then I would just begin to be praising God. Say, here I am, God. You said it. I believe it. I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to stay until. Hallelujah. He says, God's vindicated revelation made plain to them, and they was happy about it. God promised it. Here it was revealed to them and vindicated. Here was a man standing there saying, this is that. This is it. There's been vindicated by the same signs. There's stimulation by revelation. Hallelujah. Listen, what we've been telling your service seemed like every other service or so, testimonies of Sister Lana, amen, Sister Mariah, my mom, Drew, all Drew, Jude, all the brother Justin Ware, amen, what is that? That's vindication, amen, it's a God, that God is among us, we're being vindicated by the same signs that Jesus performed is in our midst, by the same signs that was in the book of Acts is in our midst, Amen. Something begins to stimulate us and say, well, if God could do it for them, he can do it for me. Hallelujah. If God saved their young person, God can save my child. If God healed that person of a brain bleed, he can take whatever I have need away. Brother Jason Jackson was just testifying of the week or the month of meetings they had. 
just all the way through June, every other every weekend a different minister. First weekend was our pastor and Brother Ron. Next weekend was Brother Jewel. Father's Day weekend, Brother Jason actually took. The next weekend, uh, Brother Craig. And the next weekend was Brother Andrew Spencer. And he said, I can't count how many miracles and things that have taken place. The first weekend, his own family was brought back together by the marriage of that son-in-law and daughter and brought right before the church, man, who had done things wrong and did it the wrong way. God in his mercy brought it all the way back around. And he said, I watched God heal my wife. And he said, but at the last service, she was still suffering with such pain in her body. What's the name of that? Fibromyalgia, the doctors had said she had on neck, back, all kinds of things. And Brother Andrew was preaching on something that's happened. And he was talking about how one man had went through all the things that would have took to get the children of Israel out of Egypt into a promised land with all the millions of people and all the donkeys and the camels and almost innumerable amount of things and how much water it would take, how much food it would take, how much this it would take. And God had prepared for every step of the way. And she was standing there and she said, if God could do that and he could provide for them in that manner, what is this pain to God? This pain is nothing to God. And about that time, she said, it just fell out of heaven over her and every bit of the pain left. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Brother Branham said, if the children of God will begin to think God is God then what is your pain to God? What is your torment spirit to God? What is your depression to God? What is the anxiety to God? What is the fear to God? God is God. Hallelujah. He said that's the reason Peter could get out there and say, why you men of Jerusalem, you that dwell in Judea, listen to me. All you doctors of divinity, listen to what I'm going to tell you. What happened? It had been revealed. Well, do we got anybody that's been revealed to you tonight? He said it's been revealed. They become so stimulated when they seen it vindicated. It just always does that. It always does. Amen. When you when the when the stimulation of the wine of stimulation has come and revelated the word to you, you can't help it. He said, it always does that. It always does. Amen. Amen. When I see that God promised to do a certain thing in this day, and he promised to break off these seals in the last day, you don't know the joy, the glory. When I seen him reveal this, standing there and watch it happen, and know that I'll take any person or charge. He said, he never did say one thing to us, but what had happened that way. And then to see the joy that's in my heart when I see his promises for this last day, as he promised he would do it, and I see it vindicated and made perfectly right. He said, oh, let me tell you, I feel religious. He said, let you, you hear me say, I feel religious. That's what's the matter. He said, the stimulation is all so bad, I'm ready to start cutting up. Oh, hallelujah. Where's that devil at now? The stimulation from revelation. They become so stimulated over the revelation as that they've vindicated the promise. They broke out the joy of stimulation to the people said they're drunk on new wine. When God revealed his promise to them, not only did he reveal it, he proved it. 
And that's what I've always said. A man can say anything. But when God will say it and then come around and vindicate it. Mercy. Amen. It would have been, it would have been a man that would have said, uh, the, t- tonight she'll be in the ICU. Tomorrow night she'll be in a step-around room. And, 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 and uh, next night she'll be home. If it never happened, that was a man. But that wasn't a man who said it. Because it was then revealed and vindicated. It happened exactly the way it was said. Amen. It was the word of God coming through the lips of a man. Hallelujah. And when you begin to hear over the pulpit that, amen, we're in the end time and and it's a time to be leaving here and and it's a time to be burning everything and getting rid of the trash and and you hear about all the things that are happening, one, one thing right after another and you see it being vindicated among us. You hear that that we're back in the days of Ananias and Sapphira and you see it being revealed right back among us. Man, it ought to do something to us. We're right at the end time. We're seeing the last signs. We're seeing the last moments. Mercy. Amen. You say, well, the end time. I get so scared about the end time. What's to be scared about the end time? The last days, I get so scared about What's to be scared about it? I like to look at it a little different. And he said, the last days, perilous times shall come. I like to look at it the last days for who? Because it ain't my last days. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's the last days for sickness. It's the last days for trouble. It's the last days for that devil of torment. It's the last days of that depression. It's his last day. But I'm only getting started. Amen. The party's just getting started, Brother Craig. Amen. There's going to be a table a thousand miles long. There won't be no trouble no more. There won't be no fear no more. There won't be no doubt no more. There won't be no mind battles no more. There won't be no tormenting devil tapping you on the shoulder and saying you're lost and this message ain't for you. It won't be no more. What a party. Amen. Oh, I know critics are going to hear this and say a bunch of holy rollers. Well, I'm glad to be identified. I'd rather be a holy roller than a legalist or some sanctified devil, some cage of ever unclean and hateful bird. I want to be a holy roller rolling around in the Holy Spirit, rolling around in his love and his glory and his grace. Well, what if I get too noisy? Who cares? For, for as far as I know, we're all believers tonight, so let's just, let's just go with it. Well, what are they going to see when they see me? Who cares? I don't care. You know, there was this man that had bought a piece of land. He bought it down there at the edge of an Air Force base in Pensacola. And they paid a good penny for it. It was going to build a subdivision. People laughed at him. He said, ain't nobody going to pay that kind of money. He said, all them jets flying over, carrying on. It ain't going to happen. And uh, he said, I, hey, ain't nobody. well, sure enough, he started building. He started making roads and started putting all the infrastructure in. Houses started coming up. And he started selling them left and right. First couple of nights, <laughs> during the day, <laughs> 
Well, these people got upset. They didn't pay 500000 or whatever for these homes. And there's a lot of noise going on. Yeah. Can't sleep, can't eat dinner without... So they went to the city hall, and they began to complain. And the city hall said, well, you know, you knew that that Air Force base was there when you bought that, that lot. It was already there, so I don't, I, we can't do nothing about it. But they began to stir up such a, fu- such a fuss, and this is a true story, that they went that, that the Air Force base actually built this big old giant sign and pointed it right at that neighborhood and said, pardon the noise, it's just the sound of freedom. to tell our critics, pardon their noise, pardon their dance, pardon what's going on in the inside. It's just the sound of freedom. It's just the sound of devils running. It's just the sound of the sick being healed. Hallelujah. You knew what kind of church we were when you started streaming. You knew what kind of church we were when you came in this building. Hallelujah. I say let freedom ring. Hallelujah. If the Son of God has done something in your life, you ought to be able to rejoice and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be surprised when you come to church and That's just an angel moving on the behalf of one of his children. He's locked and loaded tonight, and he's got bombs for deliverance. He's got a bomb for a jail cell that'll blow every wall down and let the captive go free. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I don't think I'm done yet. He said, the Bible says, if there be one among you who claims to be spiritual or prophet, if he says these things that don't come to pass, and don't pay no attention to him. Don't fear him at all. Don't fear that man. But what if he, if he does say it and it comes to pass? That's me. I'm in that, he said. That proves it's me. Then he said, that's that little, that little Samaritan woman when the scripture said that this Messiah would do the things that he said he would do and he stood right there in the midst and did exactly what the scripture said. She said, there he is. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever done. Isn't this exactly what the scripture said would happen? She got stimulated by revelation. Amen. She became a stimulated by revelation when it was vindicated. She said, we know the Messiah is coming who's called Christ. And when he comes, he will do these things. He said, I am he. Yeah. Then the stimulation started. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then the stimulation started. And away she went and shouted and down to the city. And she left her old water pot and went down there and said to everyone, come see a man. So now if you know the Eastern tradition, that's wrong for her to do that. A woman of that type, nobody listened to her. She had a mark. She'd go down the street like that and act like that, and a man of the street paid no attention to her. But brother, she had the word of life in there now. She was stimulated. It was like trying to put a house on fire out on that was on fire on a windy day. 
There just was something fanning it. She was ready. Yeah, you couldn't put that out. It was God's fire burning. Woo, hallelujah. That's the difference between a fire God starts or a fire man starts. If you started by your own emotion, you started by your own ideas, it's going to burn out one day. But if fire God starts, it'll never stop. It'll be burning 40 years later, 50 years, 10 years. It don't matter. Through hell and high waters, it'll still be burning. Through floods, through every kind of disaster, it'll still be burning. When family leaves, it'll still be burning. Why? It's a fire that God started. So if it ain't a devil that can blow it out. Amen. She said, if you don't believe it, so you just come over here where the meeting's going on. I'll show you. So the man went out there. He didn't do it one more time for they knew something had happened. And to that woman, she was changed. So they believed him. They believed on him because faith cometh by hearing, hearing the promises of God, the word of God. Watch it being made real because it's a seed. And when it's sowed, it will take life. It'll produce just what it's talking about. If it doesn't, then it isn't God's seed. He said, that's what does it. What would you say, then what does it say to this white writer in black? Don't you hurt my wine and my oil. Don't you touch it. Oh, hallelujah. He's given a direct command to that devil. This is mine. Don't touch it. I've got just a little bit in it down there. But there's still a little bit there. You can go on through and measure all kind of life that you're putting out. It's up to you. You're going to pay for it down there. But when you come across that wine and oil, you leave it alone. Amen. In other words, if you catch some of my little flock that's filled with my oil and wine, wine and oil of the pure word, and you're going to kill them because you're doing that, that's what you're doing. Don't, don't you force them to say Hail Marys or do something like that. You keep your dirty hands off of them. Hallelujah. That's a direct command to the devil. And that word still stands today. You keep your dirty hands off of them. Hallelujah. They know where they're going. They've been anointed with my oil. And by being anointed with my oil, they have the wine of joy because they know my word of promise. I'm going to raise them up again. Don't hurt that. Don't go trying to mess them up. Just keep away from them. So when he sat there after a while thinking about it, amen. But he said, don't, don't go and touch the wine and oil. I think we ought to be a little calmer. I don't think we should have this kind of stuff. I think we ought to be able to just sit there and, amen. I do believe in the stillness and the presence of God. I believe in that still, small voice. But I also believe in response when he comes by. About to read this, Zacchaeus, the businessman, he says, Zacchaeus was sitting there for a little while, and he said he was all in all kind of doubts. Did my wife really know what she's talking about? Is this really true, what all he's done? He climbed up in this tree. <laughs> Saw something the other day that just made me shout. He said, before Zacchaeus ever needed to see Jesus, there was already a tree planted for him so he could see him. You need to see Jesus? He's already made a way for you to see him. Sometimes it's a storm you're going through. 
It's only the waves that he can walk on to get to you. Sickness is only an avenue for him to walk down to show you who he is. Amen. That's why we're going through the sicknesses and things. Because he had attributes to be a healer. That's why we have sin in our life. Because he has attributes to be a savior. (laughs) Amen. He already has made the way for you to see him. And he said, here he was thinking in all those doubts. He said, it's a strange thing, but everywhere God is, there seems to be a lot of noise. He said, you know, Isaiah in the temple, after Uzziah's death, he was down there and he heard a noise and the whole temple was rocking. (laughs) The posts were being moved out of their places. He said, why? There was angels and seraphims and cherubims, burners of the sacrifice. Give the repented the right the way the altar. Those things, those great beings with their wings over their faces, their wings over their feet, flying with two wings, crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So it sounds like to me God likes to be worshipped very loudly. He wouldn't know holy, holy. No, he said the whole temple was shaking. It was things going on because these angels were flying. Holy, holy, holy. I ain't got enough voice. Holy is the Lord. Could you imagine how loud that would be? Here I am with a microphone and I can't make these walls shake. And that man made amplified. I can't do it. But here's these voices of these angels. Holy. The temple's. And we're supposed to be worshiping very quietly, not getting too excited. It's all emotion. It's all bubble dancing. It's all this. It's all that. And before you know it, they've done exactly what he said not to do. They've hurt the oil and the wine. A direct commandment of God to leave it alone. Even the prophet of God would do that. As a quote, him talking about those people that came and he was... He said, there I was doing a teaching on the second coming of the Lord. Oh, he believed in that too. Good. On the second coming of the Lord. And he said, I was going along about four hours. Hello, somebody. We ain't made it there yet. Four hours. He said, I thought I'd give them a little intermission. He said, so they begin to to walk out and they get drinks, go to the bathroom. Intermission. Hello, somebody. Four hours, intermission. We can try that this Sunday. <laughs> Intermission. And he said, by that time, this lady, you know, the quote, he got on there and started playing the piano. Said, there'd been four rows of keys. He said, I think she'd have beat every one of them. Got white, white around the mouth. Said, this little girl jumped up with some kind of thimble and something started beating on a washboard, dancing all over the place. And he said, he said I, I began to think, what are they doing to my church? He said, one place, they're going to turn it into a tavern, all kinds. But he said, I, I didn't say anything. He said, because I was afraid I might be wrong and they be right. He'd done exactly what the word said. Don't hurt the oil and the wine. Amen. See, amen. Sometimes we get in this idea, you know, this song, that song, this song, that song. And before we know it, we made our preferences something to be spiritual. And it's nothing but our preferences. Amen, but I want it to be, I don't care if we sing a hymn, what song it is, as long as he shows up, that's all I'm concerned about. I want him to come and he be pleased and he burn up the sacrifice. 
I want the fire of God to fall in our midst. Whatever it is, I want him to be pleased. Amen. Let's turn to 2 Peter. As you're turning there, let me read another one. The third seal, he says, here's the good part now. See that thou hurt not the wine and the oil. He said, just a little bit of it left, brother. Don't you touch that. Oil symbolizes the Holy Spirit. So in other words, don't try to quench the moving of the Holy Spirit. As we read it, the scripture says, quench not the Spirit. Quench means to extinguish, so don't be a spiritual fire extinguisher. A wet blanket is what we say. Well, I mean, that's just too much. Uh, you know, it's like I was telling the church here some time ago, I said, you know, more wet blankets have been thrown on a meeting or a service around a table with a family talking about what had happened at church and what they didn't agree with. And, and children's lives are destroyed. You hurt the wine and the oil. The Holy Ghost. And then we want the preacher to fix everything. How can he, how can he fix what you destroyed? Let's read this, 2 Peter 3 and verse 10. This struck me. Brother Branham speaks about it in the future home. He said, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. He says, a strange thing, somehow it's odd, but everywhere Jesus appears, there's going to be noise. He says, before he got there, there was noise. Glory to God in the highest. And he goes on, he says, the heavens and earth will pass away with a great noise. He said, heavens and earth will pass away with a great noise. The whole earth will be on, be on fire and will ignite the gases that's in the earth and explode it. Oh my. Peter said the heavens will pass away and the earth with a great noise. Such an explosion will rock it and cause it. Here's the noise. To kill every disease. It'll kill every disease. Every thistle. Every thorn. This is what's going to be popping and burning. This is the noise that's going to be taking place. Devils are going to be screaming. All of a sudden, the heavens and earth are going to catch on fire, and cancer is going to go, ah! Depression is going to go, ah! High blood pressure is going to go, ah! Mind battles are going to go, ah! This is the noise. Such an explosion will take place. It'll kill every disease. Hallelujah. Every thorn the devil try to poke you with, every thistle he try to put in your garden is going to burn up. Everything there is to be done, the fire will burn it up. Hallelujah. 
He says, think about that. He said, remember, it's not altogether just a literal fire. It's a holy fire. It'll take away Satan and all his devils. Hallelujah. Whichever one that you was tormenting you this week or this month or this year or for 10 years, it's in and all of these devils. One day they're going to let loose a big noise and it's going to be screaming and hollering and ah, all those tormenting spirits. The tormentor will become the tormented. The defeater will become the defeated. Hallelujah. He'll be eaten up with his own cancer, with his own high blood pressure. Hallelujah. This will change the whole surface of the entire earth. He says, you know, when a man receives the baptism of fire, there's a lot of noise around there. Pride's being burned up. Bitterness is being burned up. Sure, all the things that has haunted him, his own life, pornography or whatever kind of devil is being burned up. Hallelujah. There's a lot of noise when a man receives a baptism. He said, they think it's a shame to hear people scream and shout, but you just wait till this earth receives her baptism. Hallelujah. Gases are going to explode. They'll be finding these things going through. He said, what happens? The holy wrath of God will come upon it and will cleanse it and will change the entire surface. Oh, hallelujah. If that's what it's going to do for the earth, that's what it's done for you that's received the Holy Ghost. There was a lot of popping going on. There was a lot of stuff being burned up, things you held on for years, and all kind of things that went down through family lines all the way, and it tried to attach itself here and attach it, but all of a sudden, the rushing mighty wind began to blow. Amen. What is it? It ain't just a wind. It's a pillar of fire, and fire fall down upon that old pornography and upon that old that lust devil and upon all those things that held you and those chains of circumstances. All of a sudden, pop, boom, boom, And you walk out of that fire, and the whole surface is changed. You don't want no more of that drinking. You don't want no more of those shorts. You don't want no more of what the world gave you. The world can have it because it's going to burn with it. But I ain't made of a, of a material that's going to burn with the fire of this earth. I'm made of a material that's already been burnt over by the Holy Ghost. And it's burnt all the worthless, all the worldly things out of my life. And I don't want nothing more of it. And I'm asking Almighty God to come in this service tonight and burn some more earth. I wonder tonight if you'd be one that says, Lord, I need my earth burnt over. I need a refreshing. I need a refilling. I need you to fall on me, God. Are you here to receive it? If you want it with all your heart and you're desperate for God to give it to you, get out of your seat and walk down here and say, God, I'm here to receive it. I want it right now. I want it with all my heart. I want to burn every bridge. I want to burn everything that's held me. 
There is a fire, and it'll fall down upon you right now. There is a baptism of the Holy Ghost. He is in the building. The pillar of fire has been here, amen, since early this morning. He's been hanging over your seat. He's been hanging over your life. He's been holding back. This is not the time to hold back. This is the time to let loose and let the fire of God burn out everything in your life. Purge me, oh God. Make me more into your image. I'm taking one step, two steps, ten steps. I want to go all the way with Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Then we will hear the sounds of freedom. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, won't you talk to your Lord right now? Let there be a fighter jet come thundering over your mountain. Amen. Consume the thoughts that's going on. Amen. The bearer of your sins is here. Your protector is here. Amen. Your enemy doesn't have an ounce to stand on anymore. Your enemy is dead. Hallelujah. You don't have to be bound by him no more. There's a fire here that'll start making him scream and pop and move and run for his life. There is a presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the heavens shook with his power. Oh, and upon the cross, Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Why did he die? Why did that powerful roar go forth and shake the earth with earthquakes? Why? It was to break every chain. It was to break the back of the devil. It was to break the back of sickness that those chains of despair and fear and sorrow that separated you from a holy God is now broken. Hallelujah. He is here tonight screaming, it is finished. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can you hear it? Can you hear the rushing mighty wind moving upon you to change your life, to lift you up out of that old doldrums, to lift you up out of that old thing? He's here to fall upon you again like they did on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Just stay there. Lock in with him. Say, God, I ain't going nowhere. I got to have you tonight. I got to have you. I want you to fall upon me. I want you to fall upon my children. I want you to fall upon my loving. I want you to fall upon this church. I want you to fall with a baptism of fire that'll cause every devil to scream. It'll cause every spirit of hell to get out of here. It'll cause the almighty God to begin to shake my foundations. And my life will begin to scream, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Hallelujah. You talk to him now. I'm through preaching. Hallelujah. He set this up. This is a conference with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I got to have the token. The death angel's coming. I got to have you, Jesus. I got to have blood of God on my spirit, on my, my, my flesh, on my soul, every part of me, God, I want to be baptized with you, spirit love. 
I'm not holding back no more. I'm opening up every door. I'm, I'm cleaning out every closet. I'm, I'm letting you be free tonight, Lord. I, I'm letting you to move in my heart. Oh, God, that I can have true freedom and true deliverance and, and a walk and a, and a talk. Well, I can be like Jacob. He wrestled it out with you, Lord. I'm here to grab a hold of you. Now, listen, Jesus is standing right by you, but are you going to grab a hold of him and wrestle it out? I'm not letting you go till you bless me. I'm not letting you go till I'm changed. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I'm, I'm not the same person no more. I'm not the same wife, the same husband, the same son, the same daughter. I'm not the same. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You grab a hold of him. He's passing by. He's passing by. Bartimaeus, he's walking right down. Zacchaeus, he's coming to you. Hallelujah. You grab a hold of him. Jesus, Father, Lord, you know what you've done in this service. Totally orchestrated by you. I, I pushed it away, Lord, and I tried to go a different route. Things I've already went and studied. But God, you come one time after another. This is not man's doing. This is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. Tonight, there's going to be people walk away from here never the same again. There's going to be young people walk away from here. I ain't the same person no more. There's going to be families restored. There's going to be, amen, there's going to be things that happens. Lord, Lord, a man can preach, he can preach, and he can preach. But all it takes is just a moment in your presence. We invite the Holy Ghost down into this place. Lord, that you will fill every heart. May there be hearts that say, just once more, Lord. Fall upon me afresh. Move upon my heart, God. Oh, God, take the old creakiness out of me and oil me back up to fly in the heavens again. Renew. Oh, yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You pray to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
lay your hands on somebody next to you there. Let's just all pray together. Father, we're your children tonight. Well, here we are in your presence. Lord, we believe you have spoken tonight and you've dealt with hearts and lives. And you are here, Lord, to minister to every heart and to break every fetter. Lord, as we have been ministering here, service after service, about the token, the death angel. It's certainly the death angel is coming to the land, but the Holy Spirit is also here sealing people behind the blood. And I'm asking, Lord, that there would be just a cleansing as we've seen the Holy Spirit cleanse lives and hearts every demon cast out, every evil spirit to leave. We've seen the Holy Spirit take charge of situations, things that were hidden in the homes, defiling homes, cleaned up and removed. And Lord God, tonight, we believe with all our hearts. We're your children. That's what we do. We believe. We believe you, Lord, for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit as we believe that the last bit is being poured out for you said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And we believe that we're a part of that pouring out in this last day. And I ask, Lord, that you'll just pour it out upon every heart that every person, Lord, would be brought under the token under the power of the Holy Spirit. Every person, Lord, may, Lord, this church and every home represented here be brought under the token of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would just move out unbelief and darkness and fear and let the Holy Spirit just ring with freedom. Let freedom ring from heart to heart, from soul to soul, from home to home. Lord, may there be that Passover joy in everyone that we can say the death angel is passed over. He hath no part in us. But we are the redeemed of the Lord. And as the redeemed of the Lord, we can rejoice in the God of our salvation. I pray, Lord, that you'll grant it, Father, to every heart and every life. In Jesus' name, for your glory, we ask it. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When he reached down his hand for me, aren't you glad he reached down? Oh, when he reached way down for me, Without God's only Son, 